Hello everyone, it's your girl Teresa and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and tonight I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Y'all know how I do it. I'm going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind Healing Scars Over Time through my poetry and the name of this poem is entitled guide me lord here we go i'm out here feeling all alone and hopeless just the same please hear me help me and guide me lord don't forget my name no one knows me like you do i need your wisdom to guide me through Please be my shelter in the storm. Protect me from my enemies, Lord. I look to the hills where I find your help. When I am weak, it's you who makes me strong. It's true. I question you sometimes when times get really tough. But I should know by your history that your promise is always enough. You never lie. You won't leave me. You are the infinite truth. Hear me, help me, and guide me, Lord. I owe my life to you. And so tonight I just kind of wanted to talk about trials because I feel as if the whole world is feeling the weight of the world on their shoulders in some way, form, or fashion. And... I know we've heard these trials come to make us stronger. And I'll be quite frank with you. There have been a many a times where I have prayed to God and I've been like, but I thought I was already strong. How much stronger do you need me to be? I'm not trying to be the Hulk. And so whenever I face adversity, and trust me, there are times I feel like I've faced too much adversity but whenever I am facing adversity I often will listen to something to encourage me I'll call someone to encourage me Um, sometimes if I get a good laugh sometimes if I even get a good cry um, I'm able to figure it out so to speak I'm able to count up the cost I'm able to weigh on what would be the best choice. And I remember even when I was making the decision of whether or not I should return back to work after losing my grandfather, a part of me really just only wanted to go back to work because of fear. Fear of losing my job, fear of being judged for taking the time off, just fear, everything was about fear. And so when I set those thoughts aside and asked myself this very important question, what's the worst that can happen? Because I learned a long time ago that sometimes you have to ask yourself that question. What's the worst that can happen? And once you answer that question and you come to terms with, okay, if this is the worst that can happen, then... I'm going to choose me. 
And so I made a conscious decision to choose my mental health, to choose my emotional health, to grieve like I needed to grieve instead of rushing. And as it comes to an end, because tomorrow I'm returning back to the workforce, um, but as it comes to a close, I literally, if I were the child in me, I would give myself a huge, big hug because I gave myself permission to grieve over everything that meant everything concerning my grandfather to me. And that will allow me to be able to go forward into whatever is meant for me. Life past his demise. However, I've also noticed that even in the course of me going through that trauma, then we get hit with a snowstorm in Texas. Now, sometimes it doesn't matter how much you hear the warning. Even though we hear it in the Bible, the warning comes before destruction. And I feel like a lot of us take that lightly. Well, when it hit, there I went, leaning on my own understanding, thinking it wasn't going to be that major. Oh, how wrong I truly was. And I didn't wrap my brain around the possibilities of what could actually be about to take place. Like, I didn't think about all I thought was snow. <laughs> Jesus, help, help your daughter. <laughs> I say that a lot. My kids, they mock me all the time because I walk around saying, Lord, help your daughter. That is like one of the main things that I pray every day. Lord, help your daughter. And I'm talking about myself, okay? <laughs> talking about me. I'm talking about me. <laughs> and so, um, so I literally had a moment where I just thought, oh, it's going to snow. I didn't think about the magnitude of what it meant to snow. Like, oh my God. I, for In my mind, all I thought was, okay, we're going to have like a, it's going to snow. It's going to be super cold. We're not going to be able to drive. You know, okay. I didn't see not having electricity. I did not experience that part by the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. But I did experience, and, and I'm still really going through it right now, um, not having water, not having running water. And I have consciously become aware how easy it is to take certain things for granted. Now, Lord say the same, and I pray that he does. I will not be caught slipping in this arena ever again. I have learned my lesson. I have learned the importance of stocking up on things that you may not even feel like you need at the time. Now, I don't want to become a, a hoarder hoarder, but trust me, when it comes to keeping the bare, like the main necessities, I have been taking notes. So I'll even tell my children, I says, because we were washing dishes, right? So in my mind, I'm like, okay, we wash, you know, my son, he washes dishes the majority of the time. Every once in a while I assist him. I'm like, okay, as long as we got dishwashing liquid, we got some water, we're good. Well, it wasn't until 
we started using the water bottles that we had for us to do other things, we started to realize, oh no, this is more, this is deeper than we were ever prepared for. It's more serious than we were ever prepared for. And so um, I was like, note to self. And I said this in front of them because I'm so transparent anyway. We are going to have, and we're going to make sure we have paper plates, paper bowls, forks and spoons and knives, plastic forks and spoons and knives. And we're even if we normally wash our dishes, that is going to be something that I put away. Because I said now, and then flashlights, um, candles. Well, we have enough candles, but lighters. Like I literally was like, we need a survival pack. Like we need something to where if we were to lose all electricity, if we were to lose all water again, I am now seeing the importance of this. And I'm like, God, forgive me. For not being prepared. Forgive me for not heeding the warning. Forgive me for not taking this as seriously as it really has been. And so even in the course of my going through everything else, I was like, I think I dropped the ball. <laughs> I think I dropped the ball. Now, I'm going to get in my flesh for a moment. Had I been married... It might have been nice. <laughs> I'm not going to blame it on the man, but <laughs> trust me, I had a moment like, oh, Lord Jesus, it would have been so good to be married right about now because my help made, you know, what he could have did and we could have did this together. We could. you know. Yeah, but that didn't happen. I was by myself. And then, yeah, my mama had to come and rescue us. <laughs> my mama had to save the day. She had to save the day. And so um, I literally just looking back at all of that, looking back at just how I did not prepare because that's really what it boils down to. I didn't prepare. I didn't prepare for a snowstorm. Not the way I could have prepared. And I am dealing with the consequences. Now, like I said, by the grace of God, I have a loving mother. When she has come to us and she has spoken to us and she has let us know that we, you know, she brought us a lot of stuff to make sure that we're good. Um, and then she, she's just been there. She's, you know, she's been a, a major, major support. So I'm grateful for that. But I just wanted to take a moment to like encourage not just myself, but others. Let's be prepared. If you were also guilty, I'm raising my hand of not taking this as seriously as you could have. Let's make sure that we are prepared because I was talking to like a really good friend of mine and, and we just discussed like all the things that we didn't even think would be necessary. And you don't know until you get in a situation like this. But I do have a new appreciation for water, mind you. I have a brand new appreciation for water. And so, um, yes, it's very needed. It's very valuable. You can easily become dehydrated um, if you're not drinking enough water. And not only that, I like being clean. Can I just say that one more time? I like being clean. And so I was so grateful to my mom for bringing, I mean, I don't mind like, you know, washing off or whatever, but it's just certain things we take for granted. <laughs> and I'm like, tired of washing off. I really wanted like a real bath, a real shower. But she brought me um, this warm water, like hot, hot water. Um, and bottles of it, like big old bottles and gallons of it, just for us to be in. After I, you know, did what I had to do, I was like, oh, Lord, I missed, I missed, <laughs> I missed all of this. <laughs> but I'm still not in the clear. We still don't have water. 
And so um, just keep people in Texas and all surrounding states. Keep those people in your prayers. My heart goes out to you because I literally am only getting a taste of it. I know that people have it way worse than me. I do. I owe my heart goes out to you. But I do believe that if we just hold on to his unchanging hand, trust and believe that this too shall pass, that we will overcome. So I hope that you stay encouraged. I hope encouraged. I hope that you have someone, someone like if you are a person that lives by yourself, if you are a senior citizen, if you are a young person, middle class, it doesn't matter. But if you are a person that lives by yourself, please don't let this be a time where you got to be by yourself. Make sure you at least reach out to someone to talk to them so that you don't feel alone. It's just something about feeling alone. Sometimes that just makes the worry and the hurt and the pain and the everything we're going through. It makes it 10 times worse. You don't have to be alone. And so um, pick up the phone, call somebody. Talk to God. If you feel like you can't talk to someone, he'll talk to you, honey, and he'll listen to you, too. He's one of the greatest listeners in the whole wide world, because as much as I have placed on him in the past ooh, few days, he's not even tired of me. <laughs> I would probably be tired of me, but he's not tired of me. <laughs> he just lets me just talk. He just lets me talk. And so, um, yeah, so just please be encouraged and this too shall pass. At least that's what my prayer is, is that it will pass and that it will pass soon. Um, but yes, I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are staying warm. I mean, now the storm, that part has passed. So I didn't see when I looked outside today, I didn't see a lick of snow anywhere. So yeah, that part is done. Now there's the aftermath that we're dealing with. And um, literally, I just got a message from a friend of mine and she told me that she was in a car accident um, last Friday. And I asked her, like, what happened? She told me, well, I didn't know anything. Now, mind you, we're in our late 40s. And she said she didn't know anything about black ice until she got in the accident. So I remember my brother told me one time. Common sense is not common to everybody. And he's right. What's common to me may not be common to you. So we should not take advantage that everybody should know this. And when I deal with people that do that, it kind of gets up under my skin because I'm like, no, that's your experience. You've been exposed to it now that you shared it with me. Now I am exposed to it. But we cannot make the assumption that everybody common sense would tell you what well, if I've never it's not common in that area, which is something my brother told me. If it's not common for you and that's something that you've never dealt with, then it's not going to be common sense. And so we just got to be careful how, you know, because I've noticed that a lot of times people are quick to to kind of judge folks for not having the knowledge that they themselves possess. And it's just not fair. It's not fair because I don't have the same background as you. I wouldn't raise the same way you were. I didn't go to the places that you went to. I wasn't exposed to the things that you were exposed to. Um, so, yeah, to say it's common sense, it may be common for one person, but that same person may have a different experience where it was never common at all. So let's just try to be more sensitive and kind to people. OK, so this is going to conclude my podcast on tonight. And y'all know how I got to do. I got to tell my hubby that I'm thinking about him. And really, this was really, you know, I, I didn't give him any words of affirmation or anything today. I just vented, honey. So y'all are going to be a part of my venting session. 
because that's really what I did in my letter to him. So it's um, dated February the 21st of 2021. And it says, Dear Future Hubby, I live in Texas and a lot of Texans are going through post the snowstorm. Today makes day four that we have no running water. Times like these, I am grateful that I, I have a military father who, although at the time we didn't understand why he was so strict and hard on us. However, now what I believe that he was attempting to do was instill in us at such a young age, the art of survival hoping most likely that we would never have to use these skills, but preparing us nevertheless. My mother stopped by and brought us gallons of hot water and towels as well so that we could wash up. Isn't it crazy how we can take the smallest things for granted, such as bathing, brushing our teeth, taking a shower, flushing the toilet, washing dishes, cooking, you don't realize how much you need water until you go without it for a few days. The same with electricity. I saw a video where a young man shared the aftermath of his entire roof caving in on him during the snowstorm in Texas. My heart went out to him as he was covered with the insulin that fell on him from the roof. During moments like those, it can be hard to think of those things which are true, of virtue, that be praiseworthy, that are of good report. I probably would have had a few choice curse words in that moment, but I'm still working on myself. I'm learning so much during the season of stillness. That's what I've decided to call it, especially since every time I begin to ask God, for an update on my journey in life, he tells me to be still and know that I am God. Sometimes I wonder, well, how much do I move around? <laughs> am I doing too much? Because I thought I wasn't doing enough. Maybe this is why I should continue to seek his face and guidance to avoid leaning on my own understanding. Yes, all of this has been a bit much to process on top of everything else. However, I remain hopeful. I try not to ponder on the things that are not under my control and focus on what I can control. I can control how I respond to chaos, tragedy, heartache, pain, good news, etc. So today, I took God's advice and I sat with self, myself. I checked in with me. Hey girl, how you holding up? Do you need anything? Something to drink besides alcohol? Do you need a nap? Do you need to take a walk outside? What do you need, Teresa? My response, I need all of this to be over soon for the sake of my sanity for the sake of my mental health, for the sake of my own health, for the sake of my children, they are truly my heroes. They are built for survival. And just like my father, I raised them to prepare for the worst. And I'm sure we haven't seen it yet. I love you. Love, Teresa.
I still want you to be encouraged. But yes, I had to take a moment to be very transparent with my future hubby. And one of the reasons being is because I don't ever want him to think that I have it all figured out or that I think I have it all figured out, that my stuff don't stink, that I am unapproachable, that I am without correction or the that I because I I always want to be better. And so part of what I desire in a relationship, whenever God blows on me in that area, um, what I desire is to be able to be fully transparent with him. And when I'm not having a good day, I need to be able to share that with him. When I wish that things would change and my circumstances would change quickly, I need to be able to share that with him. And like I imagine, now this is just my imagination, but I imagine him being so calm, but stern and gentle and just a sweetheart, just just totally sweet. Not sweet like, you know, <laughs> but a sweetheart. And so I imagine him allowing me to be myself and loving the fact that he doesn't have to second guess my authenticity. That whenever we're in each other's presence or even when I'm with that, let's say someone just tells him, you know, I ran into Teresa, whatever. I just, I can imagine him having a smile on his face like, that's my lady. You know, like being proud to call me his wife, being proud to um, just hear that people are being blessed by me um, and him being able to share how I've blessed his life and me being able to share how he's blessed my life. I can't wait to testify anyway. <laughs> But Lord, I'll wait. I'll wait on you. Okay, we're not going to rush this. We're not going to rush this. I have seen what it's like to rush a relationship. And I don't want that to be my testimony in this season of my life or ever going forward. It's just not worth it. Not to me anyway. But I digress. But yes, I do. I imagine him being very gentle with me and just letting me be me. And all my quirkiness and all my silliness and... Even with my little attitude for him to just be like, it's going to be okay, babe. It's all right. It's all right. Go on, let it out. And I'm looking forward to that. But right now, my, it's okay, babe. Everything's going to be all right. It's in my head. (laughs) I got to encourage myself. I got to encourage myself. So I encourage you to do the same. If your boo has not manifested, do not be dismayed. Just encourage yourself. So y'all, do me a huge favor. Take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Bye.